When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Melbourne-based TV journalist, producer and mum Elizabeth O'Neill had everything she wanted. Her dream career, a fairy tale proposal with her partner, a beautiful baby and home, and then one day her life turned upside down. Elizabeth found out about something her fiancé had done when their son was only eight months old and she made the brave decision to know her worth and end the relationship. Elizabeth started a blog, BambiAndBaby.com, writing about her heartbreak, self-love, and being a solo mum. We are so lucky to have Elizabeth, also known as Bam, share her story and inspiring advice on the Self Love Club podcast. Elizabeth, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for making time today. Super excited to catch up with you. Oh, thank you so much for My having me. I'm so excited. Instapal. Yes, <laughs> newly found Instapal. Isn't it funny how in 2019 we make friends via Instagram? It's actually really cool because you can connect with some really incredible people. I know. Instagram social media in general has all these like crappy parts to it, but it's got these amazing parts. And I've met the most amazing people through it. One of which has come to mind as soon as you said that, and I've mentioned to you is Moni Barry, who's yeah. my friend in New Zealand, who reached out to me when I first launched my blog. Um, and she was like, I really like what you're about. I want to get to know you. I want to talk to you. Like, and I want to help you with your life coaching. And I was like, oh, this is weird. You're in New Zealand. Yeah. How is this going to work? Anyway, fast forward to now, her and I speak every single day. We call each other like our soul sisters from Aww, like across the, across so the cool. ditch and um, she's coming down in March and it's just, yeah, someone that would never have been brought into my life had it not been for yeah. Instagram. I think it's great. Yeah. Like you say, there are some not so nice aspects, but then yeah, you can meet some beautiful people that you would otherwise have no way of connecting with. So yeah. And it's about kind of, I think, using it how you want to use it. So if you want to go on and be a pretty shitty person you can do it pretty easily. <laughs> but if you want to go on and like follow really inspiring accounts and enrich yourself and be nice to other people, you can yeah. do that as well. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. Like, where are you from? Like, you know, okay. what are you into? Um, I'm from Melbourne, born and bred. Um, yeah, went to school here and everything. I studied to be a, journal- a journalist at uni and was in that stage where I was like, I don't know if I want to be a journalist. Maybe I want to go and be an actor in LA or like, you know, when you think the world's your oyster and yeah. you can pretty much do anything, but then realised I wasn't very good at all that stuff. So, <laughs> so settled with journalism, but then realised I did actually really love it um, and I really wanted to be a TV journalist. So I um, basically to do that, you've got to get out of 
the capital city. So mm-hmm. I, I worked for a couple of years here in Melbourne at a magazine and then I went out to Bendigo for 10 months and hated that job and cried every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and then moved down to Tasmania for to Hobart for two years, um, working for Wynn down there um, and was absolutely loving it and loved all, and I made so many amazing friends down there. It was one of the best things I've ever done. But um, I was engaged at the time and my fiancé was over here and all I wanted to do was get back and be here and be with yeah. him. So... And I was so miserable going back and forth. So I just said, like, right, I'm just going to quit and see what happens. And everyone in the industry always says never quit a job unless you've got one to go to. But I said, no, this is just what I have to do. And then, of course, I think think sometimes when you – kind of shake up the universe. I'll speak, I'll bring up the universe a no, lot. No, you're all good. I'm, I'm all about that too. Good. When you kind of shake it up and tell the universe you're ready, sometimes then it catches up with you in a way. And I think that's what it did. It, um, it, because I, I moved back and I said, right, no, I'm moving back. And I was on the spirit home and I get a message from the channel seven news directors like, oh, we'd love to have you in for a few shifts, um, do a bit of producing, a bit of reporting. And it was it just kind of combined in that moment, like I was meant to leave at that time, take charge of my own future, come back, and and um and this is what I this is always what I wanted to do. All I wanted to be was a TV journalist in Melbourne. Um, so anyway, so I came back, started some shifts there, loving life, back with my fiance in a house. Everything was so perfect, and I could just hear you know the the birds and the music, <laughs> and everything was going to plan, and um. I had my first reporting shift on New Year's Day, did that, felt like, oh, my God, everything's coming into place. And then the next morning I'm like, oh, I just don't feel very well. I, um, I'm i going to just take a pregnancy test and see what happens. But I'm 25, like that's not in our plan right now. I'm sure it'll be fine. And um, my fiancé at the time was away so I was by myself in the house. And, um, yeah, then those two little lines show Uh-oh. up and you're just like my whole life in this second has changed. Like it will never be the same. No matter what choice I make now, mm. it will never be the same. And I just landed my dream job. I was doing what I wanted to do and all of a sudden nothing felt clear and nothing felt like I'd planned and I'd mapped out. Um, so anyway, so I obviously kept working. It was very early stages. Um, we decided pretty quickly that we are going to go ahead with it because we, you know, we're in love and we're engaged and we're going to be together forever and yada, yada, yada. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, kept working while I was pregnant, but everything kind of just changes. And I feel guilty saying that because I was always the biggest career woman, that career was everything and achieve your dreams and family comes later. And it was always something I wanted to do, but just not yet. But as soon as I was pregnant, it all just changed. And I just realized I didn't have that drive to be what a TV journalist has to be. And you have to do some pretty shitty things to be to, to be in that industry. Mm. And all of a sudden I didn't want to, I don't know, go and chase people whose family had died in crashes. And, and I was growing a life myself and I could only have imagined how that would have felt for me. And my priorities just changed. So I left there just before um, Ollie was born. He was born six weeks early. Um, and that just threw everything yet again into a world of chaos Um, and then just started life as a mum and trying to work out my path as a new mum at um, 26, which was just never in my path. Certainly wasn't your plan. That's the thing. I mean, it only takes nine months to grow a baby and if they're born earlier, less time. So you don't really have much time to to prepare yourself for it because when you think Mm. about nine months in a year, like – 
it goes pretty quickly mm. for anyone, regardless if they're having a baby or not. So to then have your whole world change, that would have been quite hard for you, especially because you had been so driven and mm. you had your goals and you had certain things you wanted to do. And mm. then that sort of changed a lot for you. Yeah. And then that was the thing for the next couple of years as yeah. well, because every time I'd kind of plan something and think something was my new normal, it would get turned on my head. So turned on its head. So I thought, okay, now this is my path and now I'm a mum and we're engaged and we're planning our wedding and it's kind of going that way. And, and I always thought in that, you know, I'm a journalist and I'm a writer, I should start a mummy blog because that's what everyone does. Yeah. So I should do that. And I've got a, I've got it in my favour that at least I know how to write and I know how to edit. And maybe this is why I was supposed to have a baby, to have a mummy blog and talk about poos and potties <laughs> and all kinds of fun things that mums love to talk about. Um, and then got to Ollie was about eight months old um, and I discovered something that my partner, my f- fiancé um, had been up to and um, one night and it completely, again, world turning upside down. This was a whole other level. This was like a thousand worlds turning upside mm. down. Um, and I, it's just one of those it will just go down as as the worst few hours day that I will, I've ever experienced in my entire life. I never knew that I could feel such excruciating pain mm. from something emotional. Um, obviously not not physical, but something emotional. Mm. And I never realised it could hurt. You could feel pain in every one of your cells in your body. And um, I just just I just remember you know realising everything and everything coming out and this noise that I made that came out of my body that I just never knew that I was even capable of making. I can only liken it to an animal slowly dying or being put down. It was just... Mm. And I remember then he left and it was about 4.35 in the morning and I was lying on the ground and it was dark and I was was beyond crying. I couldn't even cry. And this little voice came to me in my head and it said, okay, you need to pick yourself up. And I was like, I don't want to. And I said, pick yourself up and put you put yourself into bed. So I picked myself up and I put myself into bed and I was like, what are you going to do now? Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And, and the thoughts are a million miles an hour and I couldn't close my eyes because if I closed my eyes, I pictured a whole lot of things mm. I didn't want to. So I had to stare at this little light in the bathroom and... And I said, you've got to, you've got to do something now. And I, and I said, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be his mum anymore. I don't know how to go on. And then it goes, <laughs> I can't believe it said this. The journalistic instinct never dies. Let's just say that. And then it said, you wanted to write. Here's your angle. And I was like, holy shit, can you just shut the F up for <laughs> one second? This is twisted. Yeah, like, can you just shut up in a voice? Like, I'm dying right here. I don't want to think about angles and writing and, like, but anyway, in the months after that, I kind of realised, like, what a light bulb moment that really mm. was. Well, not even months afterwards because I started writing pretty much straight away everything that I was experiencing and everything I was going through. Um and it all came down to that light bulb moment in the worst moment of my life when everything felt like it was falling apart. And I just remember um, Ollie woke up earlier than usual and it was like 6.30 in the morning, which he never did, and I thought, I've got to step, I've got to step out of this bed and be his mum. I can't engulf and fall into this bed forever. I have to get out and I have to feed him and I have to change him. And, and I remember stepping out and just thinking like I was stepping into a whole new world because mm. everything I knew when the night before and when I went to bed doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I walked down to him and I saw my face in the mirror and it was just like 
face I could never could never recognize and then I went into him and he was so happy and smiling and I just I just picked him up and I I just said to him it's just these little moments that I'll you'll never forget mm. and I just said to him I'm so sorry it, your whole world has changed forever but I'm always going to be here and I'm always going to love you Aww. and that was just like the start of our like that yeah. life and the direction going that way rather yeah. than the way I thought it was going to go. So from the change, obviously, that changed your life completely and your relationship and everything. Was there no turning back? Like that was, it was done? Yeah, it was because I knew, I've always been, I've been raised by my mum and my dad as well, but my mum to always be such a strong woman and never take a man's shit and never take anyone's shit really and never be treated less than you think you deserve. So... I was so, I still, you know, I loved him so much, but it was just this moment of it will never go back to how it Mm. was, no matter what, even if I fight for it, even if I pretend things, you know, we work through it, it still won't be that ever again. And I also realised on that day that I had these two choices. I had these choices to go back to what it was. And Ollie was right. And Ollie would have been then raised with the example that you could you know, his mum was mum. Yeah, but also that his mum, you could treat women like that or, or you know, that, you know, that, and you can, and women will take you back and, mm. and that's just the done thing to do. And I had to make a stand that that wasn't how I wanted him to be raised and that wasn't the example I wanted to set for him. And I wanted to set the, set the example that women are strong and smart and awesome and beautiful and courageous and you don't treat them badly and yeah. you love them and you nurture them and you're they're your best friend. Um, so I really had to set that example for him and that's what really drove me. Um, and it was also, I remember thinking, gee, I remember being little and running into my mum and dad's bedroom when you're little and I remember thinking he's going to be growing up and doing that soon and he's probably going to be running down the hallway wanting to run into our bedroom and he hears mum and dad fighting mm. and he turns around and he walks back and thinks, mm. or he can get up and run down the hallway and it's just mum in the bed and she's happy and she's yeah. laughing and she's so happy to see him. And same when he's with his dad as well. You know, his dad's so happy and love, happy to see him rather than, there was, yeah, those two choices of fighting and, and, and resentment or love. Yeah. From every angle for him. And it's it was a just really, a no-brainer, really. It's a really good way to look at it. I think especially, f- and, and, my, and most of us have been in a hard uh, situation, whether it be a breakup or whatever it may be, it can be really hard in that moment because you do want to make things work, don't mm. you? I mean, we're all human and we want to make things work. Mm. We want to find love and we want to, you know, find our person. And so Absolutely. in those moments, uh, you can know that you want to make it work, but then sometimes doing what is right is not always easy. Like I find often what's doing something, what doing what's right can be the hardest thing, like mm. leaving a person that's not treated you well, which is horrible at the time, but you're ripping that bandit off and you're going to flourish and everything's yep. going to heal. And if you don't do that, you're never going to get to where you can mm. be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think you only know that when you've gone through something. It doesn't matter how big or small it is, mm. but until you deal with it and really like put your big girl pants on mm. and be brave. And get through it. And I had to for Ollie do, as well. Yeah. Like I literally just had to. There was no choice to just lie in bed all day, which is all I wanted to do. Trust mm. me. I just had to. And 
It was a, I loved his dad so much. So when, when you have and when you have a child with someone, you're like, right, we're in this forever. We're in this together forever. No matter what kind of comes up, we're going to work through it until mm. you can't work through yeah. it. And you just think, oh my god, I'm back to back to this. But it it really is. You just have to get through it. And once you you realize you have, it's the best thing you've ever done for yeah. yourself as well. Because I've changed so much and grown so much. I'm just not the same person I was back then. Mm. And I've just evolved into this other person who just puts a, puts my heart first and puts what I need first. Because although Ollie's my number one priority, he also needs a happy mum. So if he's not having a happy mum that's loving life and is loving herself, he suffers. So the most important thing is for me to nurture and love myself mm. because it flows onto him. Yeah. How did you get through it from that moment? Obviously you say that, you know, Ollie was your priority and, you know, you put him there, you had to get on with it. You can't lie in bed. You had to be his mum. How did you get through this and overcome this situation, which was the worst situation of your life. <laughs> it was just like, how did you I'm do laughing, it? But it's just so not funny. Yeah. It was just, I can't believe that you get through it. I got through it really. Um, well, my friends are amazing. And so my mum is my very best friend, the one that's with me all the time. And she was away at the time. Oh. And I was just like, I can't tell her it's going to ruin her trip. Mm. She was in the America traveling around and she really deserved that trip. Yeah. So my, um, I was meant to be going away that day, funnily enough, with two of my best friends. And I messaged them at 4am said, it's not happening. This is what's happened. Then the first to uh, read it woke at uh, around seven and she said, she rang me and it's the first time I'd spoken. And she said, what's happened? Bam, which is what I get called. And I said, and I explained and she goes, I'm coming right now. Hangs up her phone, was at, with him, at my house within 20 minutes, looking after Ollie, changing his nappy for me, making sure I eat, pulling me out of my bed and making sure I'm on mm. the couch. And then my other best friend who were meant to be going away with came over and, and there began the cycle of my, it was around seven best friends on a rotating call of just being by my side and making sure I wasn't sleeping alone because sleeping alone would have been too tough in that that first week. Oh, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And being there and making sure I'm eating and listening to me crying and yelling and venting and screaming and swearing, but then also just sitting there. Yeah. And watching Summer Heights High and putting it on and they're just there and they're being yeah. there. And, Sometimes you're just yeah. having someone there with you who, and it, that's when good friends who feel like family can be really helpful. It's like, you don't always have to talk, but if you want to cry or you want to talk, it's just having someone there that yeah. can really help you. It really is. And I, I knew I had really good friends, but far out. Like they yeah. were just next level. And that was one of these blessings that kept coming out of such a shitty situation is realizing how goddamn lucky you re I really was mm. despite all the shit. Because even my um, ex's parents were, and they still are to this day, amazing and loved me and supported me. And his mum was there looking after me that first week as well. Like mm. how lucky, like, yeah. you know, and so many people are like, uh, you weren't lucky. And I'm like, no, but I was. Yeah. It could have been so, so, so much worse. You could have been completely on your own. Completely you could have had no alone. one. And some people mm -hmm. do have no one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that you just think you're never going to get out of. But the growth that comes out of those stages mm. is something that um, you never would have got otherwise. What was your mum like when you told her? So it was about two or three days in and I was like, I think I've got to tell her. Called her and told her. I won't repeat her reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she was away with my sister at the time and my sister said, Mum, we've got to go home. 
And mum's like, oh, my gosh, of course. So they flew straight home and it was Easter weekend that weekend and um, then they were by my side just yeah. nonstop, as well as my dad. But women just, you yeah, know, there's something different. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're, yeah, d- d- yeah, totally. Like your dads can be there for you, but like sometimes a mum, you just can't beat really like a woman, womanly energy. Yeah. You say that you notice a lot of, I mean, like everyone knows who's been through something that a lot of growth can come out of it. And so, and then, you know, through these things happening, it becomes a lesson and, and also a gift that these things, even though there's so shit and you'd never think of something horrible being a gift, but the fact that it helps you and takes you to a new, another place, which is so much better. Mm. What growth did you notice within yourself and how long did that take to happen for you to come out of the dark time? Well, that was 2017 and it's just ticked over to 2019. And I have to say in the last week, I've been feeling, reaping the rewards of the last, how long is that? Nearly two years. So it's freaking slow. Well, the biggest lesson I learned is that I'd never learned to be by myself. I'd always had my mum. I'd always had a boyfriend. I was always a boyfriend person. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't my fiancé who I was with for a few years, it was boyfriends before that. I was never alone. And all of a sudden, my mum being away, uh, yeah, my, losing my little family as I knew, knew it, I realised the universe was kind of like stripping back everything I thought I needed. And I thought I needed people. I thought I needed help. I thought I needed someone around. And it stripped it all back to the loneliest nights where I didn't know what to do or how to go to bed or felt just the pang of loneliness and being left behind. And it took all that to peel it all back to realise you can fucking do it. Mm. Like, look at you just doing it. Look at you being a mum by yourself when you thought you never could. Look at you looking after yourself. Look at you getting through these days, weeks, months by yourself against all odds when you didn't think you would ever be able to do it. So that was the kind of the most immediate growth in those first stages of like, holy shit, like this has taught me how to be alone. Mm. And that's a really valuable skill that we don't really learn. I think it's really important. I mean, everyone's different. Um, I, 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 I'm not one to be in codependent relationships. That doesn't mean I haven't been in one. Um, but I don't like it. And I, you know, you watch some girls do, some guys do, some don't. And I think a lot of people can't handle being on their own. Mm. I mean, I, I was the same as you. Like I always had boyfriends, and then I had a serious relationship in my early to mid twenties, and that wasn't codependent. But then I became single around like. 25 26 and then it was really good like I yeah like if you don't like your own company you got to get used to it like I was like you know when you're on your own you've got to learn to like regardless if you're with someone or not you need to learn to love yourself Mm -hmm. or be comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. because you're going to spend your whole life with yourself so you kind of if you don't like yourself well you better learn to get used to it pretty quickly exactly and so I think it's a really good time when you are single or or even when you're not, like to do some work on yourself. Okay. Like, you know, if you don't like going to bed on your own or you don't like going for a walk on your own, like I spend a lot of time on my own. I think I've traveled on my own and yeah. I, I think it, some people don't even like going to do things on their own. Like some people won't even go to like a movie on their that own. That was me though. Like I just but that's hated fine. being alone. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And you, yeah, your earlier question was, what did you, you know, how, when did that growth come? And that was just the biggest thing. Like you really can mm. do it. Yeah. And if you, if I, 
trust me, if I can mum alone, oh, yeah. people can do anything It's not alone. like you just went through a breakup like we all do and then it's like, okay, cool, you can just get on with Cut your life. Out, Thank yeah. you, next kind of situation. And that was the toughest thing because usually I'm used to breaking up, you cut yep. them out, see you later, and I'm going that way, you go that yeah. way. It's like, oh, no, 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 I have to still speak to this person yeah. all the time and share things with them and they're coming over and... And it was just like, I yeah. can't, I don't know how to move on while this person is still so present in mm. my life. So, so how did you manage to do that That then? was hard. And then I had to set some kind of boundaries and just being like, I think a lot of the time my mum was there for the handover because I just couldn't be, bear to be there. Yeah. Limiting a lot of conversation. Yeah. You've just got to. You really just have to. But it was it was the ripping the Band-Aid off, going from living with someone and speaking to them every day to having yeah. nothing to do with them. So... That was really tough. But then also with that growth journey was learning to be alone. But what they came through that was learning how to learn my love myself again. Yeah. Because I'd stopped and my self-esteem and my self-worth had whittled down to nothing. I'd always been such a confident person and I just, it was my fault he left. I was didn't lose baby weight quick enough. I'm not pretty enough this is all your fault. Maybe if your stomach didn't look like that, maybe if you didn't eat like that, why are you eating like that? You're the reason that you look like shit. Like this is all the yeah, stuff that's running through my but head. It's so common. It's so common. You are the reason that he didn't love you and want to be with you anymore. This is your fault. Can you, like, can you imagine how mm. that feels going to bed every night, wonder, thinking yeah. you are the problem, you are the cause of all your own problems. So there was some really drastic I need to learn to start freaking loving myself because if I don't, like, this is just going – I'm just going to attract more people into my yes. life probably that treat me badly. Exactly. And so how did you – obviously it's a big, like, you know, it's a it's a process. You can't be like, how do you start loving yourself? <laughs> you know what? I've turned it on and I love myself yeah, now. Like. But I get asked that quite a bit, <laughs> launching the self-love club. They're like, how do you learn to love yourself? And I'm like, whoa, that's a really hard question. But – it is about treating yourself really well. It's like, I mean, people liken it to looking after a child. Like, you you know, you would, how would you nurture, you nurture a small child, do mm. the same for yourself? So for you, how did you start the process of learning to love yourself again? Well, I knew this would be a really freaking tough process and I knew that there was the kind of thing that, and I've seen examples in my life of people who have never got over heartbreak or trauma and they've let them let that destroy their life and mm. 30, 40 years on, that's still a presence in their life. And I remember thinking, oh God, I'm not having that happen. I can be pretty lazy, but I can also be super determined if I really need to be. And this was one thing it was like, you need to fix yourself ASAP, if not sooner, and put every bit of energy, money, everything you can put into to fixing and loving and healing yourself because it's not just you that you're doing it for. As I said earlier, it's for Ollie as well. So I threw myself into everything. Like I tried everything. I like woke up. I had a, a, a thought one night that I want a kinesiologist <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what that is, but sure. Then the mm. next morning, like put the feels out, got connected to the most amazing one. So I had her and then I had my life coach in New Zealand who was speaking to me every week, if not every day with me, just pouring out my heart. Yeah. I don't know how she dealt with me, to be honest. Um, and then I also always wanted to try this stomach massage because this Chinese stomach massage, cool. which I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. It's called Chini Tsang or something. Abdominal massage, let's just call it that. Yeah. Um, because according to Chinese medicine, you store all your um, emotions in your digestive system. Right. 
Uh, and it's something I'd always been interested in. And then I was like, holy shit, I now know why I've always been interested in it because I need it for this time. Mm. So I found like the only one that's in Melbourne. There's like hardly any. Um, and went to her and she would literally like, it's not relaxing. They full like. Like this is no therapeutic massage. Oh no, drill into all your organs in your stomach, and she'd come out and she'd be like, "She's a beautiful little Japanese woman." She's like, "You're very stressed," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, Yeah, thanks, yeah, (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) just a teeny bit, tiny bit." Um, (laughs) So she, you know, she'd get into this bit, and she's like, "Oh, the liver is holding all this anger," and I'm like, "Mm." "Yeah, well, yeah." Um, But anyway, and then someone pointed out to me, they're like, "I don't think you've realised you've." Picked a practitioner and a healer for your body, mind, and spirit. Literally, one good the, on you. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. That's smart. So I did. I threw myself into all that. Um, just committed to it um, unequivocally. Like this was just what I had to do yeah. to heal. And just surrounded myself with my friends as much as possible and leaned on them as much as possible, which I hope I wasn't a drainer to them. <laughs> no, and that's what unconditional true friends yeah. do. Like, we're there for each other. I mean, I'm very lucky to live with one of my best friends and he'll always say to me, like, you're a mate, I don't know what I'd do without you. And I'm like, mate, I feel exactly <laughs> the same. Like, especially if you live in a city or a country where you don't have your family near you or your close friend or other close friends, mm. to have someone that, you know, if something shit hits the fan, you can sit in your bed and cry and they can, you know, it's happened to me plenty of times. You'll just come in and I'll be like, oh, like no. And it's those moments yeah. on top of just even the stupidest, smallest little things yeah. that's momentarily turned your world, up, world upside down. I've got people I can text straight yeah. away. And they're not going to go, Elizabeth, it's been like this long. Because I've certainly been feeling, nope, they're just like straight yeah. away, right, okay, how are we going to fix this? And and I'm sure you know, I know as well, um, that there are definitely times where you have people in your life like that. I remember like, you know, like if you've dealt, like anyone who's dealt with anxiety or anything when I was younger, and I feel like now it's way more talked about, which I'm so pleased about. But when I was younger, like I didn't really understand it and people would just be like, or if you went through a breakup and like you really battled with it more than maybe normal, not that anything's normal when it comes to breakups, <laughs> no. like, but like people would be like, oh, you should be over this by now. And mm. like learning, I sort of likened it to learning which friends to share certain things with. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. eventually, if there's a friend that doesn't understand or doesn't support you or isn't on your team, then they're not really a friend. And what I kind of learned through that is with so many people that always said they'd be there and then have fallen away, is there can be tiers of friends. As long as you've got your core soul group, there can just be the friends that you just have a fun time and with when fine. you go out. Yeah. yeah, and I don't expect people to be anything more than what they are yes, to me now. Exactly. And that's really liberating. You don't need everyone to be your no, therapist, your supporter. You just some, don't. Some of them are just your friend that you go out and have a fun night fun with. Fun time and, yeah. hey, do you want to go get a wine? Yep, I'm in. Great. That friend's yeah. great for that time. Mm. Um, and then it's the others that are just there listening to your shit. Yeah. And then day. you do the same thing with them as <laughs> Absolutely, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of your, those are some of the self-care practices you used in that situation mm-hmm. and learning to love yourself. What about like going forward? Like what do you do regularly? And it's hard to keep up everything all the time, but what are some things you do regularly to help look after yourself? 
I feel like I should be exercising more. I'll just preface and say that. But with it, oh, everyone could be doing with work, between work and having my um a toddler, like I just don't know. You probably are moving enough, to be honest. Oh, uh, sometimes. <laughs> probably running after him. Yeah. Well, I've got a dog, so I make sure I walk her as much as possible. Um, I get up every morning. Sometimes I'll have bad weeks where I don't, but weeks uh, I'll try and get up every morning and meditate. Yeah. Even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, I've got insight timer. I find one I really like because I need a guided one. I yeah, just same. sit there. Mine gets too busy. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I've got to do this. For, oh, I haven't done that. So I need something guided. So I'll do that. I'll do meditation. I'll do try and go for walks, try and get out in nature. I start mm. to get, get really, I think being an earth sign and a Taurus, I start to get really antsy and edgy if it's been like a f- too long in an office and yeah. at a desk. I just need to put my feet on some grass or touch a tree. Yeah, <laughs> um, I understand. And that I'll be, I need live near the beach or just go and be near the ocean then it's mm. all of a sudden like, oh, What area are you in? What? I'm in Williamstown. Oh, so good. I'm yeah, the so beach is beautiful. beautiful. Nice. I know, I love living there so much. It's just stunning. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of the main things. Um, and then every now and then I just like going out and having fun with my friends yeah. as well. And sometimes that, although you won't read about it in self-help books, that sometimes <laughs> is like self-care and self-love. Yes. So I'll go out. I know I don't have Ollie for the weekend, which is hard enough as it is. And I've had a freaking big week. And I'll be like, I'm going to go out, have too much drink. And <laughs> my day tomorrow is being set aside to lie on the couch and watch even if it's Friends reruns, I'm doing that and getting Uber Eats. Yeah, like, well, resting is self-care. Just chilling the F out. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's like, okay, cool. I've done that. I've rested. And yeah. So that's another thing I, I like to do. I think keeping things in balance and not punishing yourself. Like, no. We're, we're human. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I found myself at times with self-care and maybe being quite, I think you're probably quite hard on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, <laughs> you should be doing this. Yeah. You didn't meditate every day yeah. this week. And it's like chill out like be kind to yourself and also let yourself um, don't plan everything so much but let yourself have yeah like have a night out and have a day lying on the couch eating snacks and and watching something fine and you feel so you feel a bit crap by the end of it physically sluggish but by then you're like oh I'm so glad I had a day of lying horizontal all day um, and then there's also like my hippy dippy stuff. So it's like no, like, crystals. Yeah. I'm all like, about that too. Sage myself. Oh my like, god, I pal- oh, Palo Santo that's is my, my favorite. favorite one. Now mm. I used to sage, and now I Palo Santo. Me too. And like, I've I've learned the trick because when I first got, I'm like, this isn't even freaking lighting. This is shit. Yeah. What's the you trick? You got to really hold a flame on it for ages okay. so it actually catches fire. Right. And then leave it on fire Til for like 10, out. 15 seconds and then kind oh, of. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I just get the best smoke and I like smoke oh, Ollie so and I smoke good. me and I smoke the dog. And I've often thought like, how funny is it when he's older and he's like five and he's like at school, he's like, you know, when your mum sm- smudges you and smokes <laughs> you and the kid's going to be like. No. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know when she comes over with that thing and she puts smoke all over you? That's so cool, though. No, I think these new age kids will be all about that. I hope so. And I really hope that in him. I, I hope I don't put too much expectation on him, but I just hope No, through- I think he's probably learned a lot from you and you've shown yeah. him one of the biggest things I think you have shown him is resilience. Yeah, and, I hope and, so. <laughs> no, you have. And I think, like you say, making that decision to know, like I've got to set an example to him that, 
you don't treat people badly. You don't, you know, you don't do wrong by them. And good on you because, I mean, no judgment to people who do otherwise, but there's so many situations where people stay and whether Mm. it be a relationship or a job or any situation where they're being bullied or where someone's abusing them and or has nasty control over them, a lot of the time they just don't leave. And I I understand how hard it is Mm. to leave those situations Mm -hmm. like a lot of us do. But, you know, sometimes you've just got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, and, and realise you can stand up for yourself, though. You just yeah. can do it. And so many, since launching my blog, um, which I launched a few months after um, my ex and I broke up, and I, I'd been writing all of them as it was happening and then launched it at once. And um, the outpouring of women that still to this day email, Facebook me, uh, yeah, Facebook me a bit, Instagram, just saying like, I felt so alone and I felt like I couldn't do this and I felt like I couldn't take that step or I felt like after my husband left me that I was going to be alone forever. And reading this and watching, you know, you and your son on Instagram, I realise everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay and you don't have to put up with anything less than you deserve. And getting those messages just like... It makes it all just so much worth it because I, I remember thinking in those early stages, this pain can't be for nothing. Mm. It can't be in vain. It has to be for something and I refuse to let it just be for nothing. And and I realised that's through the blog though. It's through these helping yeah. all these women just for, through me just writing about how I'm feeling mm. and helping all these single moms or even so many people contact me and like, I don't have kids, but I resonate with every word you're saying because mm. I've had a broken heart. Yeah. Um, and that just made everything just so worth it. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like by sharing, I think for me, it still blows my mind a little bit that just by sharing something you feel or think or an experience you've been through, that people are then able to relate with it. Mm. And also it can help them. I'm just like, wow, like I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a, still an interesting concept, concept for me because I'm just like, well, I'm just sharing yeah. what is, you know, yeah. like, so I don't know. I don't feel like it's an extra effort for me. It's just kind of what you become used to. And as being a writer, like it's your therapy. Like getting it down is like helps you process it. Oh God. And that's what I keep saying. It's helped me just as much as it's helped all these other people that have read it. Like, I like to do maybe, not very often, only a couple of times a year, I actually go back and read all these early posts and I'm like, holy shit, Mm. I can hardly recognise that woman. Yeah. So it's helped me be able to reflect and look back and see how far I've come, but also in those times of writing it, just feel so connected yeah. to something bigger than me. Um, and and that's what I ultimately just want to do with it. I just want to keep writing and keep, you know, sometimes I'll have, you know, really mumsy kind of stuff about my Ollie won't eat anything, which drives me nuts. But then other times, like, I want to pour my heart out and I want and I hope other people resonate with that and I want to keep sharing that and connecting with other women that have gone through similar things and, and empower them to step into their own feminine energy and step into the best version of them and not put up with shit. Mm, definitely. Did you, so you started your blog, did so you sort of like watch things grow in terms of people getting, obviously people get in touch with you once you write something, but how did it grow and how did it become? Well, it grew really quickly. That's the thing. So I, I um, launched it on a Thursday or something, I think a Thursday night. And my goal was like, I really want my pieces to be picked up by Mamma Mia. And then the next morning I wake up on Instagram and say, like, hi, I'm the Mamma Mia 
daily online editor, could I please repost some of your stories? And I was like, oh my God, that's literally happened within 12 hours wow. of watching it. Isn't it cool when you put something oh out there and watching God. it happen? You're like, all right, universe, what do you got for me next? Like, I was going to go to them anyway, but I didn't even have a chance to. Um, and yeah, before they came to me. And I think it was them picking up some of those early ones that I got a lot of people, so much traffic directed to it. So many, yeah. as lame as it sounds, but so many more followers on Instagram just which, wanting yeah. to follow along. Which helps. Like that's the thing with building followers. Some people don't understand. Like, no. yes, some people want followers because they've got more followers. But when you're writing or creating content, yeah. which you're passionate about, having more followers means that you can reach more people. Unfortunately, and that's it. Which is like, yeah. which is not because you want everyone to notice you, but it's like if you're sharing stuff, you want to be able to help as many people yep. you can through what you're doing. Exactly. So, yeah, that was, so that's, yeah, those sorts of things really help. Like when someone do. shares it who's got a following it or a does. website. I yeah. know. And one of my um, one of my best friends, Georgia, was the bachelorette, Georgia Love. So yes. she had a huge following. So she reposted it and then she obviously has heaps of women. So heaps of them were yeah. directed to my, my way. So it went really gangbusters really quickly, really early. Um, but then what happens with anything like that? Then it dips and peaks yeah. and troughs and you, you only get out as much as you put in. So then I'll have a few months where I haven't written something and then it's, you know, it's mm. dipped. And, but it's the times I am inspired and the times I'm writing that I just feel the most alive, really. And the times I'm putting out content is I can literally just feel everything buzzing. Yeah. And it just feels so aligned and mm. feels so on par. I know and, what you mean. Yeah, it's a weird. And you can also like uh, maybe sometimes I'll write after maybe I've gone through something or like, yeah, you write, well, you write when you're passionate about mm. something, but then maybe you've gone through a breakup or yeah. something shit's happened with whoever. Um, and then you write about it and you just like, because you've had time to process it already before you write about it. You have, I, I don't like to share things too soon, but yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. in the moment mm. you'll just write it and then you'll publish it when you want. Um, and then you just feel like, a, I always feel like a shift. Yep. So like I rely on writing it to make me feel better because that would be really and not the writing it, but the releasing it part. Yeah. If you're relying on that, it's quite unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're like but relying on that validation, yes, that's no, it's not it, yeah. that. It's just like I feel like I've already processed it. I've already sh started shifting it, and then by putting my words down that I probably can't always work out how to say, and you're probably the same. Even though we've got no problems of talking, <laughs> um, evidently not. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, um, it's just being able to write how you feel on paper or laptop or <laughs> not really on paper these days. Um, but it just helps you like process it a bit more and really then fully yep. give it the final shift of uh, shift that energy. Yeah, in a way. that's and what I, think I mean. Turn the energy from something that may have been toxic or eating you or bring, manifesting in some really bad ways mm. and bad behaviour turning it into something else and then it shifts to something more positive and more uplifting and more inspiring. Maybe it's that. It's yeah. that shifting of the energy. Yeah. It's turning something <laughs> that, is, it, that on the outside is crap. Yeah. Into something which is a, yeah, like a, it's a, it's turning it from the negative to the positive. And that's what the whole, yeah, the whole blog was about. The yeah. whole premise of it was turning something shit into something uplifting and inspiring and the whole, if you, you know, if you read through all of it, I never once bagged my ex because I have no place to do that. No. He is very good to me still to this, to this day, he and I, we have, you know, ups and downs, but yeah. we are, we've, we've really worked through it and he is good to me in many ways. So I have no interest in ever no. backstabbing him or slandering him in any ways. And if you read it, I never once say a bad word but about him. But I don't him. think you need to. I'm, not, I'm the same And it either. wasn't the point of it. No. The point of it wasn't to go in and, yeah, man of shit, this is him. The point of it was to go, how am I yes. getting on with life as a single mom? And that's the thing. Yeah. Like knowing your, 
knowing your purpose and your intent for something, like mm. when it, whether it be to write a blog or to start a business, what is your intent? What mm. do you want to do? If you know that and you keep it clear and you keep it authentic and you keep it true to yourself, if you're going into something to like ruin somebody else's yeah, reputation, that's never it's work. never going to work. And to be honest, I personally think whenever I'm reading or seeing anything um, of someone talking about like whether it be a breakup or whatever, I actually, I find it really incredible when people can be so, so like positive and nice about someone who's obviously they've gone through a shit time with. Yeah, like, people I never said that to me too. Yeah. I didn't really realize that. No, yeah, I not, think, I think I yeah. see that as far superior than someone who yeah. bad someone. And I have just, yeah, as I said, I just have no interest in doing that to him and he and I, and the best thing he and I can do now is set a really positive co-parenting relationship for our son. If I excluded him and badmouthed him and I don't know, just treated him treated him really badly because of my pain, which could have been so easy to do, who would that have benefited? Mm. Ollie would have grown up seeing his mum on one side of the room and his dad on the other and his mum and dad effing hate each other and oh, God, look at that example of a relationship in front of him is that it's toxic and Mm. it's shit and men and women, you know, can treat each other so viciously. And I've heard so many examples of kids being used as pawns in between mum and dad Mm. and all these really horrible toxic examples. And I just realised I just don't, no matter what my ex and I have gone through, I refuse, and I've said this to him, I refuse to be that couple that can't be in the same room together. And yeah. Ollie has a school concert and only one of us has to can go because we hate each other so yeah. much. Or we're dragging each other through the courts. I just said, please, can we just never get to that stage? And he, he agreed. He's like, absolutely. And I have to work really hard at that every day because sometimes the pain comes back and I feel angry at him if I think of something or... I'm upset or or it's really hard doing it by myself and I fall into the victim mentality of, oh, this is your fault I'm doing it by myself. But then I kind of snap out and I'm like, but the reward of co-parenting effectively and being friends for Ollie's sake outweighs all of that shit. Like Mm. I'm going on holiday with him tomorrow and my son and his family and so many people look at me like I'm – an alien because they're like, that is the strangest thing we've ever heard. And I I know how that would sound strange, but for me, it's like, it's a week. I go over there. I love my ex's family. He and I, you know, we'll have separate rooms and everything like that. But Ollie will grow up being like, mum and dad, look at them getting on That's well. That's really, I think, well done, especially so, like, when you think about it, it hasn't been that long. It really hasn't. To be able to do that so soon, well done, like, well, to both of you. That's, like, a, that's a really big thing could to have be been doing. so much worse. And pretty early on, I included him a lot of things because I wanted Ollie to look back one day and see photos of his mum and dad together. Yeah. And see photos of his mum and dad at Puffing Billy and see photos of his mum and dad with him in uh, the States with him, which is what we're doing tomorrow. And I hope he looks back. I just hope he looks back and says, wow, I love my dad, which I always want him to love his dad. But far out, my mum was awesome. Like, yeah. look what she did for me. And he'll look, understand one yeah, day. Yeah, one day, look what she did. Look what she put, you know, stifled down, you know, ignored and thought, what's going to be better for Ollie? And I hope he really sees that one day. He that will. It was all for him. And, yeah. and one day it'll be fine. You know, we'll both move on with other people and get married. And, yeah. 
and and it all has to be fine because I refuse to have it anything other than yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. You're such a strong girl. And, yeah, like, well done. I mean, at the end of the day, it won't always be the easiest doing these holidays, but, I mean, you get to have a holiday. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I had his family and he booked a holiday and then yeah. obviously taking him that far away from you. Exactly, and that was the thing. So they left on Tuesday um, and I'm going and meeting them, yeah, tomorrow. So it's pretty far away, yeah, yeah. obviously being in the States. Um and it was just kind of thing like, oh, maybe I should come along and I can look after him because they all love skiing and then you guys can all go skiing and it will just – so I picture them a lot of the time will just be like Ollie and I just hanging out That's in the cool. snow, watching movies, That's drinking nice. hot chocolates. Yeah. yeah. So – It'll be good. It'll yeah, be good. and you can write about it. Like, yeah. You know, like it's, you know, you can write about these experiences mm. and it's a good example to other people that just because things didn't work out doesn't mean that you can't Get. make the best of a shitty situation. And doesn't and it, mean you have to hate each no, other. No. Yeah. yeah. I could have hated him so easily. Yeah, and you would be entitled to mm. do that, you and, know. But people would have given me that, like, yeah, fair enough. You should be like yeah. that. Yeah. But what would that have done for Ollie? It's but. again like coming back to like what doing what's right can be hard. Doing like you know being the bigger person is hard, but it can be like the best thing. The you benefits can do. that it reaps as yeah. well. And I still to this day have the best relationship with his mum and dad because of that. Because I never wanted to be vengeful and angry mm. and 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 be that psycho ex. I wanted to include them all in Ollie's life all the time because they're his family as well. Yeah. And family's so important to me. So that's what was so hard about losing my little family in the space of a few hours is that I fight so hard to make sure he still has that, even if I don't personally. Yeah. So, I mean, I think good on you for taking the time to really work on yourself. Um, Did you ever wonder if you were ever going to get that again, like fall in love with someone again? Because it can be really hard. But then I think, good on you, and I'm similar to you, I think it's really important to have that time on your own rather than to rush into something else before you're fully mended. And that was the thing. So it had been, I was for the first time in my life so happy being by myself. Like I was like, good on you. You wake up in the morning. And I don't have to think of someone else, no. obviously apart from Ollie, yeah. but a man. And I don't have to wait for a man to come home drunk at 4 a.m. You know, like all yeah. that shit. Like I, you just can, I love sleeping in your own bed. I did what I wanted to do and got up and did things. Of, you know, I parented Ollie the way I wanted to parent. I didn't have someone saying, no, I think it should be like this. I was like, no, this is my decision. So I was so happy being by myself. But then, of course, what happens when you're happy being by yourself mm. And you're not looking, someone you wonderful someone. comes along. So it was been it had been about eight months since my ex and I had broken up. And I was That's not long. It was not long at all. And I was still so happy being single. And um this person I knew from my past, this guy I knew from my past, just started messaging me every now and then. And I was like, They often do that. Weird. Yeah. But when you become okay. single, guys creep up. You're yeah, like, Hello. and ones you'd never expect. No. And um, so I was, I'd speak to him every now and then and I was, thought nothing of it. And then he asked me out on a date and I was be like, yeah, what have I got to lose? Like, yeah, just well. a drink or whatever. Yeah, and then I went on a date with him and we had so much fun and got on well. And I was like, cool, that's probably all it is, whatever. I'm not attached. I refuse to be attached Good to on something you. like that as well. Like I probably would have been one day already pictured the house would live in and <laughs> <laughs> kids will have in there. Well, they'll be named. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That's some people. <laughs> hey, yeah, we've all been there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so we just went on that date and then um, he just just – when I say didn't leave me alone, I don't mean in the creepy stalker way. I mean, like, he just was so yeah. persistent. Um, and I ended up being with him for the last year and we only recently broke up in the last week. Aww, so I'm sorry to hear that. He, and he, no, thank you. But he's just like, I have nothing but love and 
respect for him and I, I, I miss him still so much. And Well, it's very fresh. Yeah, you know, it is. Week. But he's just the most amazing person and he helped me through a lot of stuff and was there to really help me heal and help me heal in ways I didn't even realise I needed healing mm. um, and made me feel... All he ever wanted to do was make me feel really damn good about myself. And, yeah, you've got to get that in yourself. Yeah. But it can be really nice. It's really nice when someone else sees that someone in you. Someone that adores yeah. you and loves you. And I, I felt the same way back, just looks at you and thinks you're amazing. Mm. And he is a really, really special, amazing person. But um, I think what I've learned, the few things I learned through that is that, one, when I was all men are shit, there's no good men, men suck, I'm going to be alone forever. He came along and made me realise there mm. are some really, really, really good men out there, some really compassionate, sensitive, beautiful men out there, and he was one of them. And it's also just taught me the art of, I guess, realising, although something can feel perfect in many ways when it's not quite your path anymore, learning the art of letting it go. Yeah, I think that can be one of the hardest things for a lot of us. Because, you know, you want things to work and, um, yeah, like it is hard when you – you get used to someone or something, yep. this idea in your head of how it's going to look. And, yep. you know, like that's why you've got to sort of live in the moment. But when you're with someone, it's very easy to think, well, this is my boyfriend this now. Is like, it. Yeah. This is, I'm with him. We're doing life together. And you sort of, you get used to them. And then it's like, and then the idea that it might not work it's out, not, you're kind of like, oh. oh, this is, yeah. yeah. Especially with a toddler as well. It's like, you're almost yeah. making creating an instant family, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly him, right. And that's what made him even more amazing is he knew everything. He knew I had a child and he just wanted to be with me. And Aww. so, yeah, which made him even more special in my eyes. But still, you're kind of creating that. And then, but really, it's still a really a normal relationship. It really still is going through its same shit. You're learning about each other. There just happens to be an instant family kind mm. of being created. So it, that was tough and you're so strong though like I mean looking (laughs) at you I mean you wouldn't know that a week or so ago you've gone through a breakup maybe (laughs) like the big breakup you went through is like taught you and like you know that you can go through anything now but but, like you seem like obviously like you know we can be upset and we can still be happy but you seem so good how how do you do that I just I think it I feel sad there's a lot of sadness in my heart about it right now but it's just knowing, I think, as you said, when you've been through the ringer, you kind of then know how to get through anything. Mm. And I think I just know how to put one foot in front of the other so much better than I ever would have a few years ago. Mm. And yeah, it's kind of sucks because I, I miss him and I want him around. I want to talk to him. Sometimes you don't, sorry, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I was being by myself all week with my son away. And it's like, Oh, yeah. But it's good for you. And I think it has been, and I've actually really enjoyed it yeah. when I thought I wouldn't. Good. I had a ba- I've had a bath every night. Oh, yeah. So awesome. Like no toddler running around. No, with all salts in it and like reading like, um, oh, what's the book I'm reading? It's like hippie books about yeah, like loving yourself and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean. And it's just awesome. That's good. Yeah, and the thing is you never know. Like people always say to you, I think it's one thing I always found like kind of comforting when you go through a breakup. You're like, you never know. It might work out, which it generally d- doesn't. Yeah. Like, like you might, you might, you guys might end up getting back together. Usually you don't. Yeah. But like sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. No. And, and I think, yeah, like just the underlying belief that you need to gain through yourself, you can only get it yourself, is that you're always going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's as among the many things I've learned is that that holy shit I am, it's always going to be okay. Yeah. Because if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. It's, there's still more. There's yeah. still more, more unfolding. So 
my just, yeah, biggest thing, and I just say this to the women, these women who have newly, you know, newly become single moms, like I promise you just give it a few months even, but in a year from now, everything is going to look different. Mm. And I used to be scared of that, but now I'm like, I'm so excited that even right now, sitting here right now with you, in a year's time, who knows yeah, where exactly. we're going to be? Exactly. <laughs> who we're we going to be with? What we're we going to be doing? And that's like you've kind of got to learn to go with the flow of life. I think, like, rather than have ideas of like how things are going to work. Like you thought that you were going to marry your ex, and you guys were going to have a family together, and then that can soon change, and your future looks really different. But yeah, I I agree with you. Obviously, there's things you want to achieve, but you've got to be open to how things are going to work out. And I think another thing is like just learning to things will happen in your life around you and you just got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just not like let it ruin you. I think a lot of us used to yeah. let things ruin us a lot. I know I certainly did. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when I think back to the yeah, 2017, I remember thinking this has the potential to destroy you and ruin you. And that's not an exaggeration because I know of so many older divorced women who were treated badly in marriage and they're 60 and still carrying that angst. Mm. So it's not an exaggeration that you can let that haunt you forever. You can let it destroy you. It can, you can let it dictate your life or you can claw back your power. Yeah. You choose really, isn't yeah. it? People think often, I remember someone said to me one time, they're like, I can't control, I can't control how I feel. I'm like, well, you actually can. Like, yeah, you can. It takes time to work that no, out. No, like you can feel things. <laughs> yeah. Like I understand yeah. that sometimes like, you know, someone might think that sounds really strange, but what I mean is like, yeah, you may feel really sad and that's not something you can always control coming up for you, but you can then choose how to deal with that. Absolutely. You know, like you can't mm-hmm. control, sometimes you might feel anxious or you may have depression and you can't control control that, but you can choose how you're going to look after yourself, mm-hmm. how you're going to navigate your way through that, whether that be, you know, getting help or whatever to, to sort it out. But exactly. you can choose yep. how you feel or how you react. And that took me a long time to learn. And that's what Moni, my um, life coach in New Zealand taught me. Cause she said that to me initially. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Like we kept having a lot of fights in those early stages. <laughs> and I was like, no, every time he does it, like, I'm like this. And she's like, you can choose to react and you can choose how to uh, for the, how to express how you're feeling mm. and which way to go. And, and that did take me a while to master and I still haven't really. But no, that's okay. There's stumbling blocks along the way, but you have these little moments of strength and I had something happen, just a moment of losing my family. Like, you know, that grief still comes up and it was about, it was last week and I was on a walk and I think I heard or found out something and I broke and I was walking the dog and I'm crying and la 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 this is shit I don't want to do this I'm so done with this and I just kept walking and this voice was like just keep walking and I'm like la 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 and I like found this spot at the beach this rock that I love and I just sat there and I just took a few deep breaths and I finally just then closed my eyes and like I let it wash over me and I felt the emotions finally drain these really angry pent up motions leave my body once I started rationalizing and reasoning with it and write I was writing notes in my phone as if it was my journal and and, and I worked through it mm. and then it passed through and then ten, five ten minutes later I got up I'm like okay cool back on with my day and that was a skill that I never would have been able to do even a year ago I would have mm. let it destroy me yeah. for the day yeah I wipe me out for that day or two days but it's like 
it's a muscle memory even. Yeah. It's like learning to strengthen it and learning that yeah. you can work through it and process it in that moment as best as you can because it's going to pass. And then I was even thinking about it yesterday. I was like, what was I so upset about last yeah, week? And it's I've so, forgotten. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, like with self-care and with strength and getting yourself through things, once you keep doing it, and like say, for example, you go through a tough situation and then it arises again, whether it be like, you know, someone, some bad news or whatever, the next time it happens, you'll deal with it. Like, yeah, yeah. you're still like, you'll still be upset of and course. that's okay. And that's human But as you'll, well. because you've started the process of like learning to be strong and look after yourself in that moment and being, yeah, like getting through it, you then go back to that and you're like, okay, I, you, you just keep repeating, like going, like being strong and, yeah. and getting through it. You know? And as, yeah, and as I just said, it is muscle memory. Yeah, you can't I, yeah. expect to just first outbreak, first shit, shit thing happens. Oh, I've heard that I'm meant to be able to, you know, get over this within <laughs> this X amount of time. Like, no, it's probably going to be pretty shit the first time and the second time and maybe even the third and fourth. Yeah. But in the fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth. Yeah. And by the twelfth, maybe then you're going to let it go a lot quicker and it's going to only wipe you out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then in the, and then Which is really great. one day we can I'm deal probably with that. going to hear things I've heard and laugh. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it just won't look, matter anymore. You look back in hindsight and the things I had that happen to me yesterday when someone said something to me, which in the past would have really upset me, whereas now I just laugh like it's funny. Like yeah. I, and I was like, wow, I can't believe that sort of thing used to upset me. You and know? I love like, those moments. Yeah. Those moments are my favourite where you're just like, holy shit, look how far <laughs> I've come. That would have, even a few months ago, something else happened. I can't even God remember what, what it was. And I remember thinking, okay, this is going to destroy you. This is going to put you down and out. You're going to go home to your favourite spot on the couch, get that blanket you love, turn on the TV, cancel. I had all things on. Cancel everything because you're not going to be able to get through it and you're going to go and fester in that spot. And then I was like, actually, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I didn't do it and I just got on with my day. Good and I you. finished the day. I was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm so freaking proud of myself. Like, yeah. That is growth to yeah. me. And it doesn't mean I'm, you know, not by any means better than anyone else. It just means, you know, or I've, I don't know, I've conquered things by any means, but it just is like getting in touch with you and what, how you know how to fix yourself as well. Mm. Cause no one else can do it but you. Totally. What are some of your spiritual self-care practices? So my meditation, which, okay, how, how spiritual can we get? Oh, honestly, so <laughs> spiritual. So I like to, um, I've had quite a few conversations, like with I like to call them like my higher self. So I, I went on this retreat in New Zealand, actually, to Araha. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was it's the yoga one down near Queensland, Near right? Queensland. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I've seen Lola's oh. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That window that yeah, everyone does yoga. The yoga I saw her, one of her photos. She yeah. went a while ago and I was like, I need to go there and the stars aligned and I went and it was one of the best weeks I've had. Um, and we did this really deep meditation and I had never meditated like that. And I had this conversation with my, um, this was only a few months on post breakup and I'd had, I had this conversation with my higher self. It just came through this voice mm. and I was like, I wasn't scared, but you're like, oh, and I started having a conversation with it and I was like, when is this pain going to go? When am I going to stop feeling like this? And it said, you just need to keep riding through the waves as long as you ride through the waves of healing, I promise you a life's going to open up to you that you never would have dreamed was possible. And I'm just sitting there sobbing in yeah, this meditation. Beautiful. And it was the most beautiful thing. And that's actually why I have this wave. I always have something about waves. Yeah. It's such a reminder to me that it it, it is a wave mm. and it's going to go up and then it's going to go down and then it's going to wash over you yeah. and it's going to go. So ever since then, I've really been trying to practice the art of 
having a conversation with my high self because the insight I get is just like a dick. Mm. And I do that, try and do that every morning. So I did that this morning with having a conversation and it was just like hearing about like 2019 being such a really blooming year for mm. me after 2018 was a bit sticky and a bit Yeah, and you have to do bit, the work a lot, yeah. you know, after 2017 being a yuck year, then last year would have been like a rebuilding in yeah, a way. Yeah, and I kind of expected, yeah, great, 2018, now this is a year. It takes and then, time. And it wasn't and it kind of just stood still and things didn't flow as much. But that's because you were probably getting a new normal and you were um, – you were getting a nice grounded, settled so. regime routine True. again. And so you needed that to make you feel grounded. Yeah. And then this this year started and it's just felt like this whole new <laughs> life. It's just opportunities that have flowed already. Really? Even just speaking to you and reaching out mm. to you, it's just all these little things. And I really feel like this is, yeah, like feels a lot more like a blooming year and a yes. really like, nah, stepping into year, myself girlfriend. and doing it and like owning myself. So anyway, that's one of the really – Hippie kind of. I don't think that's, I do. that's fine. Like that's just <laughs> have like, a conversation with the voice. No, in my head. <laughs> that's just talking to your intuition. Yeah, really. and like, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, so that's like my, my main one, and then I've got all my crystals. I've got two in my bra right now. Oh my god, I'm a bra crystal girl too. <laughs> yeah, I've got and my then Thu Light, which I got recommended to have. I can't yeah. even put it. Yeah. I'm a bra crystal girl too, and then they fall out, and then oh, everyone's too. like, and oh. they go boom. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and then people will be like, I found this crystal in the hallway at work. It must be yours. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's my rose quartz. It's been on my nipple, but cool. It's all warm. Like these are all hot. And even like when I had my new boyfriend, it's kind of like you know you're in the you know I was getting dressed to go on the shower or something, and he's like, doink. Like they always fall out on the tiles, and you're like they often sometimes they can smash, and you're like whoopsies, whoopsies. So I've got my crystal. Then we do like our saging, and then my mom is super into all this stuff too. And she started tarot card reading and did a course. Cool. Lola did one for me yesterday. Oh, really? It was so cool. So good. My mom's really good at it too. Oh my god! So she does that for me. Um, like other spiritual practices. My kinesiologist is really freaking good. Yeah, I haven't tried that. I want to try that. I think. Good yeah. clearing a lot of stuff that you didn't know that you had mm. pent up. So she's really good. Um, and then like kind trying to just. A lot of incense gets burnt in my house as well. Um, learn to key in and following your gut, really. Mm, trust my it. main thing yeah. is what I'm really doing, mm. trying to do now. Yeah. And like career-wise, what are some, like, or well, not just career-wise, but what are some goals that you really want to achieve in your life? Yeah, well, I'm still working in media. So I went back to work um, when Ollie was about a year and a half, I think. Do you still work for a TV network? Yeah. So I work at The Project. I work oh, as cool. a producer there, which is cool. And I do that part-time. So the three days a week. So that's a really nice balance because I just don't want to, and I'm kind of lucky that I don't have to go back to full-time work. Five days a week would be pretty intense. And they're long hours, TV hours. They are. And yeah, I don't finish till 7.38. And then especially when Ollie's then with his dad that weekend, if I worked full-time, I wouldn't see him at all. So um, I do that. And I I do enjoy that. Um, And I'm happy to kind of, you know, keep kicking about doing that. But, you know, I really want to... Um, step into doing more blogging and doing more speaking and doing more things that are around like stuff that really sets my soul on fire. Yes, there is I something understand. that really, yeah, that's a job and it's great. And, you know, I get money from it and that's awesome having a regular paycheck. Yes, you need that. Yeah. But at the same time, I really want it this year to be about, yeah, kicking those goals and moving in that direction and, and trying to make a life out of doing that kind of stuff. 
Um, and that's re- and traveling. I just really want to travel heaps. Like I went through a bit of st- obviously Ollie be- pregnant and Ollie being born. You haven't born. been able to do lots. I used to do so much, and I just want to. I have an opportunity to go to India next month oh my for God. a wedding, which is on my bucket list to go to. Do uh, it, an Indian wedding. So, you're so going? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mum and I are going to go over, and then Ollie will be with his dad for the week. So yeah, that's fine. handy. Yeah, and, um, that is a good t- thing about like the co-parenting thing in a way. The shared custody is that you get these weeks where you can do things. You can like, do. Things. You know, normally if you were with someone and you had the child at the same time because you're together, you don't have these you don't weeks have that. off, you know? And I think that's also a benefit of us having that good relationship because yeah. a lot of exes would go, no, that's not my time, that's your time, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Whereas, you know, you can be like, like, switch the yeah, weeks. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. So we can be really flexible. So we want to do that. I'm pretty sure I'll do that. Um, but then I just want to do something mid-year, Europe or Mexico I'm going to Europe, my dear. Something. I want to go to Mexico as well. Something. I so many holidays so have to many. fit them all in somehow. Eat tacos and drink margaritas. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <sighs> so just Mexican food. Yeah. Start doing stuff that really like. Lights your soul on fire. Yeah, just really ignites it. by doing that as well, like even traveling on your own or going with a good friend, you meet cool people. Like you just, I think traveling gives you something you can't get anywhere else. No, you can't buy it, can you? It just gives you like an appreciation and like a zest for life and you just come back and yeah, like it just gives you that fire in your heart and your soul, you know, like. Yeah, and you're excited to be back in your, where you live once you've gone on a holiday. You're happy to come home, yeah. So I think that's what I really really look forward to this year is really doing me, stepping into my power and stepping into my voice and stepping into what I believe and what I love and continuing hopefully to be a pretty good mum to my son and um, get, you know, still having that solid relationship with his dad because that's so important and just doing things that I love. Mm, Good on you. How do you manage to do it all? Like, how do you manage to do the mum thing and work and do the blogging thing? Like, how do you manage your time? And then also when there's things you want to achieve, how do you work away at those? It's really quite tough. And if I didn't have the support I have, which my mum is like Ollie's second mum, and then my ex's mum is super helpful and his dad, all those separate hands make light work, Mm. you know. So if I didn't have all of those, it would be really hard. Um, but you just somehow get used to a new normal where you just, ju- as a mum, you're always just juggling all these different plates. And sometimes one slips and it might be your self-care, but then you realise you can pick it back up because you pull a bit from that way. And if you've been working too much, then I won't take on as many shifts because I realise I haven't seen my son in six days and I miss him. And so it's just, I don't know how you do it. You kind of just have to outsource mm. heaps. And you get used to it. Like, I mean, mm. like you say, there's things you want to achieve with your blog and, you know, like with the speaking thing. And then it's like to have a, you know, from having a side hustle, it's like you have to put work into yeah. that. And it's like reaching out to certain people. And also not even that. It's like you've got to kind of learn to do things on the fly and like teach yourself how to do things. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, well, how do I do that? Who do I talk to? as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, what you put in is what you get out. So I haven't totally. one in a while. So I'm That's like, okay. I have to write one. I, I want to write one this Maybe try right one on the plane when you're going I think over. so. I'm going to take my laptop over. So I feel the like plane. that'll be some good thinking 
alone time. And you don't have your phone. Like, oh, hopefully no. there's no in-flight Wi-Fi. And then... Oh, God, I hope not, to be honest, because I'll be no, too tempted a, to log on. It's a on. really good break. And then <laughs> yeah. I find that it's a really good time to read and write without, like, looking at your phone. Yeah. Which can which be so, so easy to do. distracting. Because then the next thing you know, you're then you're scrolling. 15 minutes in and you're like, oh, my God, how did I get there? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Maybe on your trip might be some good time. I mean, mm. obviously, don't... And I think another thing I've learned, and you probably have as well, I used to I used to try to write every week. Yeah, I've it's set myself so those goals too, and it doesn't happen. And especially when you're writing things that are really heartfelt, like you probably are, I just found it really draining. Yeah. Like I find I feel really tired after writing something and so personal. Absolutely. And you also don't want to oversaturate your followers as yeah. well. So I know I've got these people that really like the blog, which is beautiful. But if I'm every week kind of talking about stuff that's heavy and yeah. heartbreaking and sad and it's too much. It's too much. And it's too much for you it's as well. It's too much for me. It's too much for them. People start turning off and going, oh, oh she's, she's not very the happy with her girl. life. Yeah. yeah. When's she ever going to move on it? When's she ever going to move past it? But that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to channel no, that yeah. into something new. But if you're always at people's faces yes. going, hey, remember this? Yeah. That's when it gets But then me. when you have something organically come up and you write, yeah. like whenever, however often that is, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the re- most recent one I wrote actually was about oh, my now ex-boyfriend who we just broke up with a week Aww. ago. And it was just about um, finding good men and there being good men out there that That's exist. Good. and And they're amount of women that got back to me and were like, oh, my God, I thought all men sucked and, like, you've given me hope yeah, that there's someone beautiful out there. They definitely don't. There really is just, There's just – and Lola said it to us, uh, said it to me in um, uh, one of our recordings we just did. She said, you know, like, there are some really shit people around. Mm. Like, not just men, men no, or women. No, exactly, yeah. There are, some, there are a lot of people who just don't give a shit about other people and they're really unkind and nasty. But there are some really good people as yeah. well. Like, there, and you can't say – I think it's very easy when you've gone through a bad breakup – like, oh, all men are assholes. All women yep. suck. It's like, no, people mm, can suck. Mm-hmm. But there are some really good people, both genders, you know. Yeah, and just taking the lesson out of everyone that comes walks into your life has just been a really important yeah. thing for me as well. For someone who maybe is going through a tough time, what would your advice to them be? Take it one step at a time. I remember being in those early stages and feeling like I was being swallowed whole and would never get out of it. And I couldn't imagine how I would ever feel better. And then one day I just felt better. Mm. And it wasn't like I woke up one day, I was like, I'm better. It was just really gradually and slowly. And that was because I just tried so hard just to put one foot in front of the other and do what I needed to do that day to get through that day Mm. and repeat. And then eventually it just hurts a little bit less or you forget a little bit more and you're not thinking about it as much. So being as gentle on yourself as possible instead Mm. of being like, it's been X amount of months, I should be now feeling like Y. That doesn't work like that either. So being as gentle as you can on yourself, taking it one step at a time and knowing even in the shittest, darkest, crappest, most excruciating moments It'll pass. Mm. It always does. Somehow the storm stops drizzling and the clouds clear and it's blue sky and you don't know how you got there, but you've got there. Mm. No, wise words. Thank you for that. Also, if someone was wanting to like set up a business or like not even a business, a blog or something, whatever it is for them that they, that a side hustle or something they really want to find their, like their passion what would your advice to them be? Obviously, you've found your passion with your career uh, in TV and also for your writing and your blog. What's your advice to them? I think if you wanted to start a blog or do something creative like that, 
this is going to sound so lame, but just do it. Mm. Like, even if no one reads it. I remember being scared. I'm like, what if no one reads my blog? And then I thought, eh, if no one reads it, it's helped me a lot and I'll have my writing there and I can look back and at no it. And no one knows and if laugh no about it, it in you a know, couple like, of years. No, it's not like Instagram know. where you can see the number of fo- like likes on a photo. You yeah, can't do you can't that on a blog. Yeah, you can't do that. So just, just do it and just put... If, if it feels like your soul's work and it feels like something that's aligned with you, it'll work because if you're trying to push shit uphill, then it doesn't. But mm. if you just, it just feels right more than likely than not it is and it's what you should just do and start the blog. You can, there's so many free templates that you can just go mm. and do and start one and just do a bit of writing. Start the Instagram account if you're, you know, into health and fitness or something. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, it doesn't work out, then you just do something else. Yeah, yeah something else will come along. Hey, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for thank all you, you do. Um, and thank you for your time today. Really appreciate no it. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Bourbon, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Five-star reviews help other gal pals find this independent podcast Please share it with your friends and sharing it on your Instagram story helps heaps too. To find out more about our Boss Babe guests and for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com. There's a new post on my go-to self-care practices and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to DM me on the gram. I love hearing from you. We've got heaps of Boss Babes coming up to empower you through 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.